Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery in the heart of Bellevue. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, and joining us today is co-host Jason Rendon. Hello there. And owner Gunnar Nordstrom. Hi there. I'm your host, LB, and so today we're going to be chatting on Socially Savvy, um, actually bad social moments. Uh, so if you have any stories, please feel free to give us a buzz in with your story at 323-843-6090. I have a feeling that uh, we're all going to have a few stories we get to share. Oh, yes. Today's show is brought to you by Gunnar Nordstrom and House Wines. And we are going to be tasting today one of our, our House Wines, which has been a fantastic sponsor of us. It it's is. their Chardonnay. And, this vintage uh, is fantastic, by the way. It is. It's it's light and it's crisp. It's not mm-hmm. a traditional Chardonnay. Um, it has uh, an airiness about it that I think it's nice to be able to drink anytime. Well, that's, that's important with Washington wines. They tend to be a bit uh, very sharp because they're in uh, steel. It doesn't have that. And it also doesn't have the butteriness of, of all heavy um, oak, you know. Yeah, exactly. Not your typical Chardonnay. I love right. that. All righty. So let's go ahead and start off with Mr. Gunner here. Um, it's been a while since, I mean, we get to play here all the time, but it's been a while since we've had you on the show. Uh, so tell our listeners a little bit about this fantastic little location and what you do. <laughs> Thanks, LB. I'm happy to be here. Um, it's always fun to have um, have the show broadcast from here and, and all the treats that you bring along with it. So um, I'm happy to share some of ours. Um, Thank you. We're here at Bellevue Place, which is just as adjacent to the Hyatt Hotel and Bellevue Square. And it's been a fantastic location the past um, almost five years now since we moved from our last 18-year stint in Kirkland. Has it only been that long? It's been, yeah, it's been four and a half wow. years. Um, but it, it's a, as you know, it's a wonderful location. I love and, it here. And we, uh, we like it very, very much. Close to a lot of cool things. You can do a lot from here. Stop by, especially when you do your events. You know, you can stop by, see the latest artists, and then run up to go have dinner. You can go to Daniel's. You go to Joey's. You go to Bellevue Square Shopping, and free yeah. parking is a, huge. Oh, yeah. huge. That's huge. that's one of the reasons we really left Kirkland. Is parking was such a problem. And, yeah, you have to and, walk a and few miles. And this is just uh, yeah, plentiful and generous. So we're uh, we're we're excited to be here and, and still happy to be here. Um, you know, we represent 16 different artists. Um, regional, national, and uh, even in- internationally. Mostly painters, um, a few printmakers, and a couple of sculptors. Um, this month, um, through May 5th, we have two international artists. Mike Smith, who's an American, um, is well into his 60s, has been painting since wow. he, he's uh, was in his early 20s and showing um, equally as long um, fun, playful. You've seen posters of his work um, all across the world. And uh, Larry McLaughlin, who is an expatriate uh, living in France the past 25 years, wow. home in Paris, um, studio in the Loire Valley, oh, and uh, a couple of acres in the desert uh, in Arizona. So we are um, we're excited to have both, you know, very diverse and international artists, and we're showing their work through May 5th. Um, May is going to be a very busy month for us. Coming up uh, May 8th, we're going to show for a one-week-only um, exhibit by an emerging artist named Brooke Westland. I've known Brooke for a number of years, and she's a young abstract painter out of Seattle. 
And we had a week window, um, which is kind of always difficult to fill. Our second Wednesday uh, events are on everybody's calendar, so regardless of an invite or not, um, someone's going to show in. up on a on a second Wednesday. <laughs> nice. So we, we de- <laughs> so we decided to fill this um, uh, this week that we have open between uh, May 8th and May 15th with Brooks' work. Um, it should be exciting for her and exciting for us as well. Um, the reason we had that week open, May 18th opens a traveling show for us here. Um, Dr. Seuss has been a great addition to our I gallery. I love Dr. Seuss. Oh, he's just been, um, I can't tell you how good he's been for us. Well, and he's so, it's so fun and whimsical, and Brett brought home his piece. And, and oh, my gosh. Everybody, you know, has Cracked grown up, up with Dr. Seuss, and, and even now um, allowing their kids to be read to. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, as a contemporary, almost. Um, starting on May 18th, we're going to have the Rare Editions exhibit, uh, which is a traveling show of Dr. Seuss' work. And these are pieces that have been sold out and that are rare, um, very difficult to get, all available for sale, however, until it's gone or substituted um, from the publisher. Uh. Some of these works um, are going to be in the $20,000 range. Wow. Um, Very difficult to get. I can't necessarily go out and get one if you wanted one, but we will have some available at the show. Nice. So that's May 18th through June 2nd. So uh, uh, finishing with uh, Mike Smith and Larry McLaughlin, Brooke Westland, um, May 8th through the 15th, and then Dr. Seuss, uh, the Rare Editions exhibit, May 18th through June 2nd. So you're traveling arts, travel, what, about every two weeks? You rotate in and out? Typically, we do our shows about every 30 days. 30 every, days? We base it on the second Wednesday, um, so we change out shows the Sunday prior to that. Oh, nice. Well, and it's um, one of the things I love so much about the Dr. Seuss is everybody's been exposed to it. So to have those pieces on the wall, um, it, it kind of brings the books to life and, and brings it into your home in a way that's just so fun. I mean, it's not just pictures and um, prints. It's the actual art. Like, what, the, what were those pieces? Like, what Brett got? What is that head? It's like a movie. Well, you, uh, you actually have a couple of pieces, uh, LB. Actually, we you do. You have the yes. Lorax, and, and mm-hmm. uh, you Lorax. have... Um, one, it's called the unorthodox taxidermy. That's what it is. And yeah. these are images that uh, three-dimensional sculptural I- images that Dr. Seuss created for an ad campaign um, going back to the 1930s, I believe, um, where he created, created these very unusual animals that are fictitious as a 3D element. Oh, and then they were recreated as limited editions. Um, they're really cool. They are. They're they're yeah. fantastic. It draws it out. I mean, when you look, I've seen there. You've got a uh, Dr. Seuss book of of his work, and you don't do justice when you see it on the wall. You've had a lot of sculptures that are ones that are on the wall or standing up on the table, and they just look, you know, oh, I want one of those. It just doesn't really do its justice. It's really fantastic. I I, I like um, the aspect of. <laughs> They're just so whimsical. I mean, yeah. you put them anywhere in a house, and they're this fantastic conversation base. Well, Dr. Seuss had his had his own style that uh, was a, a, an amazing collection of his youth um, into his adulthood of these fantasies, and uh, um, for him to recreate them as illustrations or sculpture. Uh, I'm really a little uh, cheek also as well. You well, know. there's there's a whole you know it, it's uh, Dr. Seuss's illustrations, um, yeah. his archived art, 
the secret art of Dr. Seuss, pieces that had never been seen before, never published. That naughty kitty. There could be naughty some kitty. You know, maybe naughty ones. Um, yeah, that was a naughty kitty. Just saying. What I like about your art, like the one that's on the wall here, reminds me uh, there was a when when uh, their uh, animated games were coming out for the PC. That reminds me of one of the animated PC games. You're talking about the Tom Ross painting right yes. here of um, the OK Corral and hit yeah. the holiday and the herbs walking down the street. Yeah, it was a cowboy, cowboy game, and it reminds me of that. It's really neat artistry. Well, we love being here. We love being able. I think one of the fun things of being, about being able to do the show here once a month is we get to catch the art once a month. So yep. We're kind of spoiled. How do they find you? Are you on Facebook? I'm on Facebook, Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery. Um, search for me under Gunner, G-U-N-N-A-R, Nordstrom. We're always posting you on Facebook, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. My pleasure. Thanks for being here. Okay, so caloric cavee, wine glasses, if you love wine, but you're also counting calories or following a special dietary regimen, you'll appreciate caloric cavee, calorie-counting wine glasses. They're made they're handmade and etched in the United States and are lead-free and dishwasher safe. So you can indulge by the ounce. Um, as a sponsor, we have them. They go two ounces, four ounces, six ounces, and they tell you how many calories are associated. Um, my favorite one is the top, 10 ounces. Who cares? Yep. <laughs> you can find them at www.caloriccurvey.com for more information. And don't forget, if you are wanting to purchase one, in the code box, put Savvy15. You're going to get a 15% discount. Nice. Okay, we're going to kick off our topic today. Um, having attended several events in the, in the last month or so, uh, I've been kind of inundated with seeing how bad behavior has really gotten. People are not paying attention, and they're pulling away from events. So I thought we would chat a little bit today about bad social moments um, kind of bring them to light and then also come up with solutions and, and talk and dialogue about what, if you're standing there and these types of things are happening, what kinds of things can you do to alleviate it or um, move it into a different direction? So the first uh, bad moment, and and these can be anywhere from wine tasting, launch parties, fashion shows, um, anytime you've got people that are getting together that don't necessarily know each other, so you don't have that personal connection where you have that forgiveness that you understand that maybe they have a little bit of a, a dry humor or a twisted humor. Um, that was, that, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the just a straight up you're being dumb. So, <laughs> The first one, drama queen attention getter. Um, this is one of those that has been driving me nuts because for some reason people with no class seem to be coming out more and more. And it's one thing to come in and, and flaunt whatever it is that you think you are and, and be a little drama queen. It's another when you start disrupting people by throwing drinks on them. Wow. And starting arguments at events with people who are attending the event, especially when the spirit of the event is meant to bring people together. You've uh, seen that with people and they're like, well, me and my Rolls Royce was in the shop today. and Yeah, well, we, that's that's grandstanding. And that's even easier to take than drama queen. But um, I think that one of the important things to realize is understand the spirit in which the event was put together. If you have strong opinions about something or strong opinions about people who happen to show up to the event, you need to find the door. You have no business being at that event. 
Um, oh, and just by the way, heads up, this is not going to be one of those where I'm going to be really nice about what I say <laughs> because uh, I really don't care at this point. Well, because blunt works. I mean, you don't. You, you never sugarcoated anything. You just say it. No. It's the same thing like doing different like fashion events where people are like, how come I don't get to sit in a VIP? You know, I know this guy and they want to sit in front or this girl or this model or this designer and then they want the, the VIP bag. And it's like, I didn't get a VIP bag. Well, you, you know didn't what? pay you for it. Didn't pay for it. Not or everything is free. Or you didn't get your ticket bought in time. And, and, you know, this is the thing that our society has got to start coming to terms with is the whole procrastination and then thinking you can throw a temper tantrum to get what you want. It's not. It's getting to the point where more and more venues and um, event planners are putting their foot down and saying, no, they'll turn you away at the door. But they don't care who you are. They don't care what your social standing is. I don't care if you are the richest person in the world. You can still be turned away. I've seen this a lot more recently is people who are are saying tickets will not be sold at the door. I'm seeing that more in events in the yep. last, I don't know, three, four months where they say, buy your tickets now. There will be no tickets out the door. Because that's a lot of headache. That's a lot of headache to collect well, you're the money. To, yeah, you're having to figure out what to do with the money because if somebody brings cash or mm-hmm. – so just – yeah, don't even go there. Well, you're also seeing a lot of people that don't RSVP these days when you're asked for. And, and if you, oh, can't, if you yeah. can't buy a ticket at the door, you have to buy it ahead of time. Yeah. It at least gives whoever's organizing the event some sort of, of heads up as to who's going to be there. I know yeah. it's something we've come across, and, and uh, I think it's important. Well, and it's it's one of those tough things. Is Yeah, okay, maybe you're not sure you're going to be able to make it. That's where the maybe comes in. And when somebody's reading their reservations, their RSVPs, they're looking and taking into account those maybe. So that's where that plays in is really important. I mean, with the event that you do every month, you're constantly guessing as to how many people are going to walk in that door. And, you know, to some degree, I have to wonder, you know, guys, think about it. Now, you don't send out an RSVP for yours. So you are just... Yours is an open one so that if it gets to the point where you want out, run out of wine or, or run out of something, it's like, huh, well, you know, this was this was my treat to you, and I don't owe you anything. So, Right. We've, we've uh, on our second Wednesday, Wednesdays, we're always, um, we're always pretty good about the number of people. We're always covered. Uh, you know, very I've, rarely. Never, I've never been here where you haven't been, which have, is very, have, very we, gracious we really of you, by the way. We really haven't run out of anything in the past, but on other private events where we were inundated by Last minute or Last drop minute by people um, that should have been RSV- unannounced should have RSVP'd. Yeah. That creates a problem. Yep, I agree. Center of attention when host is speaking. Okay, uh, th- this is something that it, it, I'm, I get dumbstruck. I was in an event this weekend. Again, front row, and the hosts are speaking on microphones, and these people are calivanting and making noise, and they're in the front row. They weren't in regular seats because they had bought their tickets too late. So they had already been accommodated by having something brought in for them. Um, The level of disrespect that it shows, not only to the hosts of the event, but to everybody else who has shown up to be a part of this event. People are paying to be a part of this event or or, or enjoy an event or, or take in something or learn something. And for you to feel that there is any justification in speaking when somebody has got a mic is talking, there's no excuse. Or my favorite one that I always give them a look at, you know. Oh, the telephone. Yes, drives me nuts. I really just want to say, you know, turn that off. You know, you're not supposed to do that. You know, you're in a, you know, we were 
at a, a show uh, in New York, and you could hear the phone in the background. Somebody had left it on there, and you're like, you're at a show. Yeah. Turn it off. Well, in the, this day and age, I mean, technology is such a big part of everything that we do. There's no excuse anymore. You walk into a venue, put your phone on vibrate. It's like, you know, I'm sitting here, and my phone went off, and nobody jumped out of their chair because I had it on vibrate. I quickly turned it off, you know, so that it wouldn't continue vibrating. It just people need to start engaging their brain. Um, you won't, you're not going to get behind the wheel of a car and forget where the brake is or forget where the gas is or forget how to use the clutch. Some You've been do. using this phone <laughs> for how long now? Don't turn forget to turn it off or turn it down or put it on airport mode or airplane mode or, or whatever it is that's going to allow it so that it doesn't embarrass you and um, or bother somebody else. Well, a lot of the speakers are starting to do that now. There was a, a actor... You know, again in Chicago, he stopped the show and he kind of put his arms across his chest. And he goes, he "You done?" Yeah. You know, exactly. Public shame. I'm not for public shaming, mind you. I am, but that worked. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna, it, it, you know, to some level, I think if you're being completely stupid, most definitely. Oh, if, it's, okay. if it's a small little faux pas and they're fixing it, then obviously I would probably just overlook it. But when you're so rude as to just, oh yeah, it's all about you. Uh uh-uh, uh no, right. you can totally. I don't care. Personal attacks. Um, when you're in public, that is not at a public event. That's not the the time to uh, address any personal issues you have with somebody. Um, attacking somebody's integrity, going on social media and attacking the te- their integrity, starting rumors, starting lies. Um, I don't care how pissed you are at somebody. It not only is it so re- remotely far away from that anything that's acceptable, it ultimately makes you look like an ass. It's funny that's happening. Uh, I a think a lot. lot of people do it on Facebook because then yep. you get other friends who go, "Yeah, I do it for you. Go for it." And it's like, "Well, what are you going for?" So, do you even know anything about the person that they're yapping right. about, or whatever this person did? Is kind of like, "Oh my God, it's just horrible." Well, what did they do? Well, nothing really. Well, why are you agreeing? Oh, because I can. It's like, all right, just leave it alone. You know, you don't have to respond to that. Well, I think the thing that we have to remember is you don't have to respond to drama. And, yes, we have all these TV shows that, oh, like, was that, that boo? Bad Girls no, is one of them. Um, but that little baby. Oh, Betty Boo Boo or Boo Boo Girl. Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo. See, hey, you can tell how much of this TV I yeah, watch. Yeah, right. Um, just because they've made TV shows about crafts and bad behavior doesn't mean that you need to go into public and be utilizing any of that. Well, they think it's cute. I don't. I can't stand watching. I saw it on TV, and I'm like, it's not cute. She got a TV show. Watch really? it on TV. Watch it on really? TV. That's fine. If you uh, wanna, if if that makes you laugh, that's fine. But don't exercise that in public. Don't even look at me like that. I will <laughs> whomp you in. No, you're like, what makes you laugh? I'm like, well, I did kind of laugh at the 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 movie that the guys were like harming themselves, and I think it's kind of funny. Not that I advocate it, but it is kind of like, why did you do that? What made you think? You know. Some of the antics they did, you know. Well, first off, they start off by not thinking. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Don't overcommit. Uh, And mean what you say and say what you mean. There's a lot of people who want to come off as being um, more helpful or more social or something that they're not. And they'll say things and do things that don't live up to it. Beside the fact that, again, it makes you look like an idiot, there's a lot of people who... When you say something, they are making plans or they're setting things into motion based off of what has come out of your mouth. So, in essence, you have to take responsibility for what you're saying when you're out in public because if you say, oh, yeah, I'm going to help out with this fundraiser, oh, that's fabulous. 
in the back of their mind, they're thinking, okay, I've got this commitment from this person. Oh, right, yeah. Don't, you can ruin, I have seen events ruined because people will say that they're going to do something or say that they're going to back it up and then not. I can't even tell you how many events I've had to step into to try to help because right. somebody's done that. I think that, that comes to the line when we were talking about event planning as well. When people kind of go, oh, was this friendly? You're my friend. I'll be there. It's like yeah, no. that's people wonder why I do contracts. It's kind of like you agree to be there at a certain time. Yep. Same thing. And and that I don't care if you are um, assisting or if you're coat check and you volunteered for this. It, there's not an excuse. Just right. follow through with what you say. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Uh, the truth about social media, I love this. Fact, each person's page is their own page. To speak on what they want, how they want. It's their front yard and it's their front door. Politics, religion, events, raising kids, it's all allowed. So, so this is the premises. You have to understand that you can't judge somebody on what they want to post on their page. Now, as the person posting, if you want to have friends looking at your page or you want to have friends engaging with you, that's where you need to kind of take a look at it. Uh, I had somebody bring up that they didn't think that Facebook was a place where you should be talking about any politics or any um, religious views. And they just thought that that's not what the purpose of Facebook was. And I said, um, well. well, the purpose of Facebook is a social interaction. You've created an avatar of yourself. Yes. So what you choose to do on that is, is up to you. Now, posting on somebody else's page, going off on a rant on somebody else's page, no. T not, don't even go there. You can copy and paste something from somebody else's page that you disagree with. And again, post it on your own and make whatever comments you want. But well, slight, uh, here's, I guess, maybe slight what? Slight disagreement. If you post something on your site, to me that means you're expressing your view, but you might want to express in a dialogue. But I would never go, here's something that I believe in, and I'm going to post it on your wall and bitch so on your wall. that's what I'm talking about. You know. Yeah. I mean, you, you... Yeah, okay. So, for instance, I this, was, this cracked me up. I did a Yelp review. Mm -hmm. I did a Yelp and, and did a check-in and um, for a local place, and... Somebody who owned a similar business commented on recommending another local business, saying something to the effect of, hey, this place is really great, too, and great service. I, I just about fell out of my chair. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I have yelped something, and I have posted it, and now you're trying to promote another business that's the same type of business that I that I have here. So you just, you're piggybacking. It's called piggybacking. Right. It is rude. If somebody came along and jumped on your back, you would smack the hell out of them. Yep. I'm going to leave this stuff off my site. Oh my God. It just kills me. Gunnar, I've seen some of the stuff that gets posted on yours. I don't know how you deal with this sometimes. You have got to be probably the nicest guy that I know because some of the things that you deal with and, and oh, wow. You have more patience than I and do. Sometimes, you know, we talk about, you know, our religious and our, our politics, our food, our wine, and all that. Sometimes it is. I don't get into it because it does take amount of time to either defend it or to argue with it. I just get to the point where I'm like, I get it. I mean, I've you know, I've had various friends and various people, and I'll you know, I'll make a small post. You know, uh, we have mutual friends that post these things that are like, I could get involved and argue back. Uh, never mind, just just leave it alone because it's. And one thing about Facebook that is a, it is a stream. So if you give it a couple hours, whatever that person posted, it's already gone. It's already past the stream. You'll never see it unless you're a Facebook camper and you're reading every thread. 
you know, you get up in the morning and that's all you do from the night before. Yeah. Then you might get it, but I find that you know, same thing with Twitter. You know, it goes so fast that by the time you get around to it, it's already it's passed. It's already passed. Um, we have a listener who just posted something. This is a great question. They ask: Is it socially acceptable for someone to tag you on something business-related on your personal Facebook? Okay, now this, I, I love, I love mm. that Michael did this because there's been a lot of things going on um, on Facebook that are really crossing some lines. It's like junk mail, you know, they're always trying to find a way to attach themselves and get get the stuff to you. Here's the thing on tagging someone. Um, if it's a new business venture or if it's something that you're launching, you don't tag anyone who have you not previously had a conversation with it about. So, uh, for instance, um, I was helping with Metropolitan Fashion Week. Um, I had the honor of being able to help do some promoting and uh, be a part of that whole thing. It was it was fantastic. It was so much fun. Uh, so as we were going along and showing up to events and being a part of events, they were tagging me in it because I was, in fact, a functioning part of what was going on. Right. However, about two months ago, I had somebody tag me um, to promote an event that I didn't have any association to the location. I didn't have any association to the staff putting the event on. Um, it was simply because I have a network of over 2,000 people, and they wanted access to those people. So then when I mentioned something to them on the back saying, hey, you know, um, take me off of this, I'm, I'm disengaging myself from this, you know, it would be nice if you would ask. They became... Um, Confrontational. Yes, they did, yeah. and then and told me, well, I should have asked them. Here's the bottom line. If you think for a minute that it might be taken badly or that it might not be accepted, all you have to do is send off a message, say, hey, um, I'm going to be doing da-da-da-da-da, do, do you mind if I tag you? Would you like to, or, or the best way to say, would you like to be a part of, of this? Um, tagging people in pictures has been the is the, yes. the new thing on Facebook. You know, oh yeah, um, we were all here, and you take a picture of like the, the Seattle city line, and you tag you know seventy five people. It's this is ask. I always find that when I when I somebody tags, I'm like, oh, that's great. What pictures they have me now? You got to figure out what picture it is. You know, I think you should ask. Uh, there used to be a Facebook setting that. Whenever somebody tags you, you have to approve it. Now I can't find that one anymore. You can. It's a, it's a security settings thing. You have to adjust yeah. the security, and it's complicated. But um, so to answer Michael's questions, uh, it's the only time it's socially acceptable is if you've had when you're dealing with a business-related topic. Um, you need to have that conversation with them and say, hey, you know, do you mind if, if you are not already tied up with them with a business, uh, a pre-existing business? So. For instance, you know, the staff of a restaurant, they'll all promote that restaurant. And for those people to be tagged in that, that's a, no a normal thing. Right. You don't want to start tagging the people who come to your restaurant without talking to them because you're going to piss somebody off. So I hope that answered your question, Michael. Great question, by the way. I love that. Love, love, love that. Okay. Um, Pop chips. Thanks to the magic of popping, they found a way to pop all the flavor in while keeping fake stuff and at least half the fat of regular flavored chips out. They take the finest natural ingredients, add a little heat and pressure, and pop. It's a chip. You can find them at the grocery stores near you or online at www.popchips.com. I really like pop chips. Now, you, you know, get the, they make a set 
at our stores, they have the salt and vinegar and barbecue. Oh, yeah. And we get them in the two-pack. Awesome. They're never there. They're always gone by the time I decide I want to get one. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, it, they're, they're great chips. But the other thing is, is, you know, from a social media standpoint, they are very, very good at um, being a part of the community mm-hmm. and encouraging. I, I love I love the example that they set. I think it's fantastic. Based in New York, small yeah. business. Yep. Okay, so what about you? What's your socially savvy? you have any things that are chewing on your craw? Yeah, I, I do have one. It's being part, you know, as we are in social media and rumors and rants and everything else, sometimes people say, oh, well, you're part of this person or this part of rumor. And I'm like, don't cause drama in my life if I don't know nothing about it. Uh, I was able to, part of a rumor thread that was kind of like, kind of have my name and I'm like, oh, where did this come from? But what it turned out, the benefit though is when you have a conversation with an original person and say, hey, I think you misunderstood. Things got better. And I think a problem with Seattle, I'll say this loosely generic, Seattle has a tendency not to confront the person. We're very uh, passive aggressive. Right. I don't want to talk about it, but when you, at first, the first conversation is very aggressive, and then when you calm down, say, hey, you know, listen, check this out. Here's this real story. Oh, I didn't even know it that way. Yeah. Things turn around really quickly. And I'm finding there's another one right now that's hiding my hide. Is like just because somebody, and this isn't involved me, this involves somebody else that I know. They're two people who are having a, a war because they don't like each other. They used to like each other, then they did something to each other. And, you know, it's one of those hearsay, she said, he, you know, he said, he said, she said, you know, who knows what, what the truth we don't really know because doesn't really care. But by, anyway, it got to the point where now they're arguing on Facebook and the dirty sites, you know, the sites where they post, you know, negative or whatever. Oh, yeah. And you just want to kind of go, you know, guys, you know, just knock it off. It's you know. just very childish. And it gets you nowhere. If anything, you know, I don't know about you, but my parents have always told me, it says, you know, they'll go down to their level, rise above it, and just let it alone. You know, and that's the thing that a lot of these, I, I think I really want, you know, I'm tired of seeing the mudslinging over something that's kind of like, whatever, because then it gets everybody else worked up. When you read the post, you know, oh yeah, and then this person defending that person, and this other person defending the other person, and then they start getting really rude and nasty, and oh, you're lying, you, you know, it's like, really... How long did that take you to, to formulate your reply? How many hours did you work on it? You know, that's the only thing that gets me right now. If you want to talk about bad moments, is those folks who want to cause drama to cause drama, and I'm just like, why? I'm not. And the other thing I don't do is I don't referee my friends. If you can't get along with my friend, I'm sorry. That's your fault. Yeah, it's not, not your. Fault. You're not their babysitter. No. Um, there's a a great rule of thumb when you're talking about doing something. You know, replying to something on Facebook. Uh, somebody fires you off with something or you get frustrated with it, um, I call take 10. Yeah. So you read something that fires you up. You Before you make any replies to it, take 10. Step away from your computer. Step away from whatever social setting that you're you're a part of, especially if it's a social media. Um, and think about it before you say anything. And don't make it personal. I, I know well, how- okay, that can be a little tough. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of times I'll argue politics with a friend or uh, religion or whatever the topic. It doesn't really matter. It could be any about subject, and sometimes you've gotten a little uh, snarky, but never made it personal, and it seems to work a lot better. A little snarky? Know. Just a little. I love that word, snarky. It's my I favorite. do, too. Okay, so my socially savvy hint for avoiding or helping clear up bad social moments, pay attention. Uh, when you're speaking to people, pay attention to their reactions, their body language. You may not recognize that what you're doing um, 
is making people un- feel uncomfortable when you first get started. But if you're paying attention, you can read the reactions, and um, that'll tell you the course that you're going on is probably not the best course of action, and right. give yourself uh, and start correcting it immediately. Uh, I've seen this people do this, and, and one of the best ways to correct something like that, if you find yourself with somebody is getting standoffish, or there's some kind of body language that lets you know you're making somebody uncomfortable. Um, be light and comical about it. Don't uh, try, try to steer it away from anything that's going to get serious. Yeah. And and put the put the bat on you. Don't don't try to blame a third party. Don't try to blame anybody. Put the bat on you, and you know just move on to the next topic. I can and and I'll, I'll piggyback for my socially savvy hint on bad social moments. And I'm gonna piggyback right off this. Sometimes if you you want to say something but you you don't know it 100 percent, sometimes you can say or not sometimes it's best to say I have heard or this is what I was told. Because there are people who, if you say, well, the sky is blue, and if it's actually green, they're going to come get at you, and they're going to be accusatory or come after you directly. But if you say, no, I've seen the sky is blue on Fridays, right. then you, you get, and I won't say it gives you an out, but allows you to, the justification to say, you know what, I made a mistake. Sorry, let me back off. You know, Because as soon as you say, I know it's true, and this is the way it is, then people don't want to deal with you. You become a know-it-all or whatever yep. the case may be. But if you just kind of... You know, yeah, maybe you can call it, you know, your passive or maybe you're not strong. No, I think that allows you the opportunity to sit there and say, no, I don't know everything and I could be possibly wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right, but it still allows you a chance to walk away, whether it's wine tasting or right. microphones or computers. It, you know, unless you know for 100% sure, I guarantee you there will be one day that it won't be that way. Even though every day, you know, that Chardonnay tastes that way each and every time except that one time when you taste it and it's like, ooh, now it tastes like vinegar. Oh, I thought you said it was the it was best wine bad, in the world. It was a bad bottle. Simple. Right. There's always there's always a reason or an explanation for things, and and people you typically get that, but you don't always have time to go over those things. So, no. uh, pay attention, so then you know what's going on and you can address it. You know, again, the key to being socially savvy is you're basically acting as a mi- a miniature co-host, where um, you're making sure the people around you are comfortable, so that you can continue enjoying the evening or the afternoon or whatever is going on. That's very true. I think, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, one of those things that, you know, goes along, you know, with what we're saying. Just, you know, pay attention. Oh, boy, what a great day. Kind bars, kind healthy snacks. Kind, a brand of all natural foods made from ingredients you can see and pronounce. Find them at your local grocery store at http www.kindsnacks.com. And I have found that QFC sometimes has them on sale. Oh, most of the, um, the, a lot of the health and food fitness stores will have them on sale too, mm-hmm. once in a while. My favorite is they are cherry, almond, chocolate. Yeah, and they're, really good. And they're not that hard. I've, I've eaten a lot of They're great for bars. a meal replacement. Oh, yeah. We take them with them and we throw a bunch in the backpack. And then I, this is harder to find is the, they make a uh, kind bag. I think that's right, where the granola bag that has little crunchies and the maple, you can add that to the yogurt and whatnot. That's really tasty. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, yes, the, the, the granola cereal. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Those are fantastic. Okay, so before we head on to the acceptable and unacceptable, we're going to touch base with our skin savvy. And with the weather turning, things are getting nice outside. You're seeing the sunshine. And, of course, the first thing that people think about is, what about sunscreen? Why do I need sunscreen? What's it going to do for me? Um, so... As defined by Wikipedia, sunscreen, also commonly known as sunblock, suntan lotion, sunscreen, sunburn cream, or blockout, 
is a lotion, spray, gel, or other topical product that absorbs or reflects some of the sun's ultraviolet rays, which is UV, on the skin exposed to sunlight and thus keeps protected, helps keep it protected against sunburn. Skin lightening products have sunscreen to protect lightened skin because the light skin is more susceptible to sun damage than darker skin. A number of sunscreens have had have tanning power to help the skin to darken or tan. However, tanning power does not provide protection from UV rays. So what this is talking about is if you're using a self-action tanner or something that is uh, tricking your body into right. tanning itself, that's not giving you any UV protection. It will, however, um, you know, the darker your skin, that is set up as an automatic to help, uh, natural protection to help protect the skin, but the, the UV rays it's not going to do anything for. Um, the myth of it is, is you may have heard this, you can, can't get a sunburn as quickly on a cloudy day as compared to a sunny day. In many cases, this is completely false. On an overcast day, especially overcast rainy day, the amount of UV reaching the surface is significantly reduced. Any overcast conditions will reduce UV radiation reaching the surface. With this said, partly cloudy conditions do not reduce the risk of sunburn. So while living in Seattle and, and dealing with the rain means we're not getting the UV rays, the UV rays aren't necessarily going to, it, it's different than the sunburn, what's, what's causing the sunburn. Um, some people make the mistake of staying outside too long when it's cloud cover, and this increased time can make up for the fact that there is less UV radiation reaching the surface. So um, it's, a, it's a combination of exposure and what you're getting inundated with. So the bottom line is, is if you're going to be out in the environment, make sure that your skin is protected. Uh, having something on is better than not having anything on at all. A lot of people get hit by that when they go skiing and yep. it's overcast and then they get back and they're still all hot. It's like, no, you got sunburn in a little part of your face. Well, a lot of people don't realize um, skiing, that's a, a great thing to bring up too, is you've got the reflection on the snow. And that's oh, why yeah. you see people getting um, you know, sunburned necks and stuff that normally they wouldn't because they've got that reflection coming up yep. and it's burning. It, those are the actual burning rays. So stay skin savvy, everybody, and do your research. Okay, socially acceptable and unacceptable because, well, blunt works best. So uh, I didn't have, well, I guess I do have a socially acceptable when you're talking about dealing with bad social moments. Uh, it is socially acceptable when you're standing in, a, in an environment to correct an attitude or, or help to alleviate a situation from getting worse as long as your actions don't cause it to get worse. So, for instance, with me the other night, if I had said something um, about the people talking up the front, I would have been talking up front, and it would right. have just made it worse. I did, however, try to give them a dirty look. <laughs> that was a little bit more subtle, you know, more of a hint. Unfortunately, I don't think they got the hint. But um, make sure that whatever it is that you're doing, you're not making it worse. Right. Well, I had, uh, unfortunately, I was at a, uh, um, what do you call it, symphony and there was uh, two guys arguing in front of me. On that event, I was able to say in a stern voice, all right, guys, no, take it outside, knock it off. They stopped. Another time where I was watching a play, and the couple uh, in front of us, they just kept talking, talking, talking. I didn't say nothing. I went up to the uh, usher, and I said, there's a couple in front of us that are arguing over something. Could you do something? And then I went to the bathroom, and then when I came back, the couple were, you know, taken care of. Yeah. But... 
that I think you know it's totally socially acceptable to say something, but remember your socially savvy manners. Don't add to the problem. Yep, make sure try. that you're making things better. Okay, socially unacceptable. Yeah, there's where do we begin? <laughs> there are so many different socially unacceptable to call to yell when you're not on the list. It's socially acceptable to want your car to be pulled up first when you're a valet. Well, uh, I, I think again, you know, when you're bringing up something like the list, everybody lists and everything is created by people. People make mistakes. Yeah. Um, it's a proven fact that kindness gets you farther than being rude. Uh, and so if you want to make headway, the best thing to do is to get on people's good side and ask, okay, well, what can we do to, to fix this? Is there somebody that I can talk to? Uh, have your backup. If you've yep. been told you're on a list, uh, make sure that that email or that, that conversation yeah. is on your phone where you can show them, well, this is who I talked with and this is what was said. Don't shove it in their face. Don't be rude. Don't be mean. But have your backup with you. Have your information with you so that it allows them to make a smoother transition because ultimately, um, if you're in the right, people are going to want to make it right. Right. They, that people aren't looking for confrontation. They're not looking to invite a bunch of guests their to job. their event and, and see drama at the front. So the more drama you cause does not necessarily mean that they're going to let you in just to shut you up. They're just as likely to call the police. If you forget your ticket, you know, I know there's a lot of events that say, you know, you're the printer ticket out, but I also bring my smartphone. Yep, just I do too. I, lose it. Hey, I always have a um, take a photo. We've got smartphones now. Take a photo of any documentation you need so that you've got it right there, real fast and easy. Um, I told my boys, take a photo of our insurance cards for the cars. Yep. Because how often, you know, all the police officer needs to do is see it. Yep. They don't need to see the paper. They just need to check that you have it and they, the, what cars are covered. So be smart about that stuff. Back yourself up. That is true. What about you, Gunnar? Do you have any socially unacceptable things you would like to throw out there? Well, I missed most of that conversation. I just stepped away for a moment. Um, um, you know, one of my one of my biggest pet peeves is wine tasting. And you the definition or yeah, what people you know, expect you may, you may, you may, is what they expect. Um, yeah. you, and you may have covered this already. I, I did step away, and I apologize. Um, you know, we'll, we'll do. Uh, we don't serve red wine in the gallery at all um, during our openings for the obvious reason of right. spillage. Uh, of spillage um, and damage. Uh, and, uh, and and while we we're very generous with with our white wine and our cocktails, we'll do occasional wine tastings here in the gallery. Yeah. And these are are uh, wines that are being promoted. Right. It's not for a free for all, and yeah. people don't really understand that. Maybe it's uh, to taste that wine, and a taste is a taste. Yes. As opposed to, can you please fill my glass full? You know, it's funny because we were gonna. This is the perfect segue into the last segment that we're going to be doing on because um, we're going into Woodenville, um, uh, Woodenville Wine Country's Passport Weekend, the twentieth, twenty-first. Fun. I know. Weekend. So so very excited about this weekend. I know. Understand. We're going to be running into you there. Uh, there's a bunch of just. It, it's a great event to go and experience some, a bunch of different wineries. You're paying one fee. Um, just fun. Uh, you take girlfriends. Take. I mean, everything from 21 to 91 shows up. And the yep. best part about it is, is everybody is more than willing to ch- chat and talk. Um, but with that said understanding that a typical wine tasting is a one ounce or less pour. I'm going to say that again, one ounce or less. 
pour. Uh, so when you are, if it says wine tasting, you may, if there's four wines, you may get four ounces. It's, you're not, they're not there to provide you with alcoholic beverages. They're there to promote their wines. They're there to introduce you. It's a very nice way yeah. of introducing you to something that somebody finds enjoyable. So you need to take it with that spirit. Um, along those same lines, when you're looking at wine tasting, number one rule, no fragrance. Don't wear it. Men don't wear cologne. <laughs> women don't wear perfume. Yeah. And the reason is, is your, your um, olfactory sensories, that fragrance is going to overwhelm and you're not going to be able to get the true taste. All the wines you taste will have that alcohol, that fragrance in the background. And it's really tough to be chewing gum when you're chase, tasting oh, wine as well. Too. Oh, my gosh, that's fantastic. You're right. Well, that's, that's a, on a personal note, that really does mess up the flavor of the wine for you. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, when you're going into wine tasting, you want to think about things that what you may be doing that would affect others. And fragrance is a huge, huge one. Um, Jason, your favorite one, no big bags or backpacks. No big bags. Drives me nuts. Can people... I tell you how many wine glasses you hear whacking or people all of a sudden wearing red wine because somebody was not paying attention? Yes. Where their bag is. I just spilled a glass of wine in a woman's bag because she was doing it. No, I didn't do it intentionally. She hit my bag <laughs> and goes, I'm like, oops, sorry. You know, I was like going back to what Gunnar was saying about wine tastings. You know, I've had people sneak, like if I've been down to go open up you know, the bottle, they'll grab the bottle and pour their glass. Oh, yeah. Don't help like, yourself. That's no. another thing. Wine tasting, don't help yourself. It's not a help yourself situation. Um, and here's the main reason why. Certain people have to pour the wine or you're putting the business that is doing the wine tasting in jeopardy. So don't touch yeah. it. Don't touch the glass. Don't touch it. Um, make sure you have your designated driver figured out because mm -hmm. you know anytime there's a major event that, that the police and stuff are aware of, you don't want to increase your chance of getting a D-way. In Password Windville, they have their random uh, drug, or random drug, blow, wine, blow test, blow test yep. down the street. They do that all the time for the Chateau St. Michelle concerts. Yep. They have everything. So that's why Password to Windville has their show. So if you don't have a designated driver, take their shuttle. The take shuttle their shuttle. Take her around. And if you're looking for a designated driver, talk to your neighbors. There's high schoolers out there. You could probably pay them 25 bucks for the day, and yep. they drive you all around. I mean, what else have they got better to do? Plus, yep. some of them are looking for drive time. <laughs> and I also recommend eating before you go. Oh, that's a good one. You know, a lot of times there's not a lot of food to eat, or if there is, you know, it's one of those kind of a things. Think ahead. There's going to be a lot of people there, and if you want to eat something, you eat ahead because if you don't, you're going to be waiting in line. Yep, exactly. Well, and like with Woodenville, um, the Passport Woodenville, it's a four-hour event. It goes from 12 to 4. Yep. Um, fortunately, they do have some great little restaurants. Understand, those places are going to be absolutely slammed. Uh, if you have smartphones, there are some fantastic apps you can get. Uh, my, one of my favorites is uh, it's called um, Open Table. So I'll send reservations up, and, and a lot of times that puts you first on the reservation list versus just walking in or calling in. That also um, goes to the evening. A plan. Think ahead, because if you're done drinking wine at 4, sometimes you go to 5, make the reservation instead of, they're going to be packed. A lot of those restaurants oh, yeah. are packed. Well, your typical, as you say, yeah, your typical reservations are packed between 5 and 7. So if you're going to be out in the area, make the determination that you're going to eat and, and do the restaurant the favor of making your RSVP because then they can be prepared for you. Um, and, again, they want to give you great service. They want to make sure your experience is fantastic. Help them. Take advantage of the local restaurants that are here. Oh, my gosh. It's like that one movie, Help Me to Help You. <laughs> I love that one. Um, let's see here. Any other? Oh, wine tasting tips. Uh, I have seen it. I absolutely adore this. 
for the wooden veil passport, they give you a wine glass. You go and you check in and you get a wine glass. And so that's how they identify that. And, and I think a bracelet and a little passport. That So everybody knows that you're a part of what's going on. Uh, there are some cute little necklaces and stuff in which you can hang the wine glass so you have your hands free. I thought it was adorable. Um, you get some really funny people who have wacky hats and stuff like that. But again, remember that whatever it is that you're wearing isn't going to be a encumbering other people's experience. Get in way of anybody else. And remember, if you don't like the wine, you can spit it out. Oh, see, that is just so hard for me. Otherwise, I, I, I love that everybody has that ability. But just when you understand what makes wine, it's just so sad. <laughs> The other time I also rec- recommend, uh, I know you love your child. I really do. And I know you've got this really great fancy stroller that you oh, bought. Lord. And you can go running and jogging with it. Don't bring it. Not to, an, not to a wine tasting event. Now, Woodenville, I have to say, Woodenville is very, very accommodating on regular weekends. Yes. Um, on slower seasons, they're going to be very much more accommodating. But if you go into a wine tasting room and it's packed, do not. Yeah. Do not force your way in there thinking that you have rights. Because, again... You know, these businesses, a lot of them, they don't make a ton of money at wine. They really don't. They're there yeah. because they love it. So make sure that you're enhancing the atmosphere and not deteriorating. No you know, dogs. No dogs. Well, again, Woodenville is very dog-friendly. Yes. Um, so the thing about dogs is not everybody is a dog lover, and not everybody knows your dog. So if your dog gets really excited and starts running at me, I have dogs, but it makes me uncomfortable. Or if you are going to bring a dog, keep it on the leash. Last year, there was two dogs. Tight leash. There's a, uh, some person, customer, I guess, I don't know what you would call them, inner person who was there, you know, had their dog. And while the dog seemed tame, kept wandering around and all that. And it's kind of like, no. no, I don't want my hand licked by your dog. I mean, not, I'm not anti-dog. It's just kind of like keep your dog under control. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. Again, you know, when you're taking a look at events like this where you've got a lot of people coming in, use common sense. Don't bring your dog. Don't bring, you know, your boom box. Grand, we don't do much of that anymore. But don't do anything that's going to really mess with other people's experience. And do buy their wines. If you like their wine, oh, the best yes. appreciation is to buy a bottle of wine from them. No matter if I know that somebody say, well, I can get it cheaper at this place. You know what? These people work hard. They're there. They're going to answer your questions. Here, they're going to be. Here's the thing. For the person who says you can get it cheaper at the grocery store. Factor in the fuel just to go from where you're going to the grocery store, and you've made up the difference in price. Oh, yeah. Just buy it there. And QOC isn't going to let you taste it. Nope, they're no. not. Nope, they're not. Okay, let's see here. Anything else unacceptable, Jason? Well, on wine tasting or for social events? Wine tasting. We're done with social events. We're on wine tasting. Ah, uh, wine <laughs> tasting. I'm uh, excited about this weekend. It's going to be it's fun. It's fun. It's always fun. And it's always fun going over there. And I always like the, you know, the enjoyment of, of being there. And, and yes, you've paid your, your dues to get in. You get your ticket and you're tasting different wine. Expect that there is going to be lines from time to time. And unfortunately, un- it's unacceptable to barge your way through. But there will be people who have already visited seven wineries ahead of you. They're slightly intoxicated. And they're just going to go, hey, let's go get some wine. And they shove it in there, and then it's gone. They're the same person who kind of goes, just an ounce? They don't realize that six glasses of wine, or six one-ounce glasses of wine is one full glass. Yeah. You know, and there is uh, sheriffs walking around, and they will. They, and what's cool about Woodenville, they are friendly. I think, I, I will say this, and kind of, I, I really do believe this, that the Woodenville police that are there, they really want to be in your best interest. They're not going to haul you away. Well, nope. if you're belligerent. Nope. But... They're they looking really to make sure that home. you're safe. 
yeah. and that every that you and everybody around you are safe and that everybody has a great experience. They're really nice. They're not the type of people that are going to, you know, just go after you. I agree with that. Uh, apart from the normal stuff, you know, watch your umbrellas. I know, it, you know, if it does rain, you can have the smaller ones. But oh, the good big Lord, bags, forbid you for even saying that. I can't even believe you. I know. I'm not a true Washingtonian. I, you know. The rain doesn't make any difference on these days. We were in the snow in December. Oh, yeah. The year before last. It hailed and, last week. And forget the umbrella. Forget the umbrella. Just get wet. <laughs> just get wet. I'm just saying. <laughs> An umbrella, you're going to, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, something else. Um, photo ID. Ah, oh, true. Please. Right. Good um, yes. I can't, you know, we always get a group together, and, and uh, uh, there's 12 to, 12 to 20 oh, of us uh, on a bus. Yep. Well, who doesn't show up without their ID? And some wineries will not let you they in. True. So you've got your passport. Yeah, thank you. They will not let you in without your ID. Government-issued ID, I and, should say. And uh, Woodenville, in, as as gracious as they are in the in the uh, uh, PD, will stop you and ask you for your ID on occasion. Okay, so just let me, let me just um, confirm because you said passport. Your passport's not good. What he's talking about is the passport that they give you to go around oh, and do the wine right. tasting. Sorry. If you're using, if you have an actual passport that is a legal document, that does cover you for your right. ID. Yeah, th- yeah. Th- this passport <laughs> says paid sellers in it instead of uh, right. Spain. Instead of, yes, Government exactly. issued ID. Yes. Yes, most definitely. Make yeah, sure that. And bring some extra dollars to change. Because uh, you never know what you might find in candy bar. Some of the different wineries have little stuff that you can buy. Little vendors for tipping. You know, there's hot dogs out yeah. there. Oh, there's yeah. wood fire pizza. Yeah. Oh, the wood fire really, pizza. Oh, oh, I'm looking gosh. forward to that. There's, I think there's going to be two different ones this year. Uh, well, you've really got the good. new pizzeria over there as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun things. Plan ahead. Plan ahead. That's, you know, and it's socially acceptable to, you know, bring your friends. Oh, Always. Always I think and we're we're fortunate. We're, we're going to go to both days. So I know. I'm so excited. I got the whole week. Well, I shouldn't say I got the whole weekend off. I'm working before and after. Well, before. I'm doing photo shoot before on Saturday. But yeah. to be able to go and and that's the other thing is don't try to hit all the wineries in one day. Uh, my recommendation, and Jason, you can tell me what you think about this, and same thing mm-hmm. with you, Gunnar. I usually tell people try to keep it between five and six wineries in a four-hour period because otherwise, you're, number one, you're bouncing around. So much it's hard to grab the ambiance and what the wineries are trying to uh, portray to you. And number two, you get drunk fast. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Look at your map. I would say. I mean, I think I would push if if you're going to go there. If you're going to be there starting at noon and finishing at four, I could see seven wineries. Take a break. Two an hour. Take a break. We usually hit between eight and ten wineries. And again, we're in a bus. We're being driven around. Yeah. but we also have a plan ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. We know that we want to go to Woodhouse Cellars. We know yeah. we want to go to to uh, Otis or uh, or up um, to the up to the wine uh, district. Yeah. Uh, the is warehouse our, district. Uh, which is our last stop. Yeah. That's um, where we're gonna. I think we're gonna do Sunday. We're gonna do the warehouse district the last day. Yeah. We we typically do it on a one. Oh, day. that's right. You one, do it all on one. All day. in one day for for us for the most part, but. Um, Power um, taster, right there. You know, uh, being able to pick out your, you know, if you're looking, if you're looking at it to get drunk, you shouldn't be there. Yeah, period. no, no, no. Those are what pub crawls are for. Right. Pick out your wineries. <laughs> yeah, you can do a lot of. If you're trying to get drunk, you're gonna do, be doing a lot of walking. You know, because once you're, it's not like a regular tasting room. 
I actually, we should say this. It's not like a regular tasting room. You're nine, ten minutes and not going to be able to revisit. But if you do a regular tasting, you could say, hi, you know, I'm kind of like, can I have a, another, you know, spooge of this? Another so, okay. Try. Yeah. On this one, it's purely, uh, you know, straight, where's your passport? Stamp, one, two, three, four. Yep. You know, and you're, we're looking at a lot of people. But if, you know, like I said, the biggest flattery is to buy, you know, buy their bottle, you know. Or buy a case. Or buy a case. case. And here's the cool thing, too, is uh, check ahead of time. You can check on some of their websites. Some of them will have some fantastic specials, and some of those fantastic specials include free shipping. If you buy a certain amount of bottles, then you're not having to pack yep. them around with you. So, again, you know, it never hurts to do research. Get an idea of where you want to be. Get an idea of what their specials are going to be, and then make your little notes. So then when you walk in, you go, oh, yeah, I'll just ship, you know, a case of this. Here's, take your business card if it has your address. You know, speed up the process of purchasing if you're going to have something shipped. So you can just give them the the, the information. Say, so here's my credit card. Run it. Um, you can, here's the information for my address. So it quickens it up. It makes it faster for them and for you. And be patient. Very patient. I, I don't think people really do Why do you give you patience? Sometimes. It should. It should. Well, of course. Okay, with our show now national, we have started pulling all of our local events onto our Facebook pages. Be sure to check them out for social events throughout the week, LB Duchess and Socially Savvy, as well as um, uh, some of the other groups. We have Socially Savvy events, Eastside events. Um, and Jason, I'm not sure how many events you post, but I'm sure they could check out your page. Yep. No, I try to post more. I think that's a lot of things that you and I, we've talked about socially savvy. is like we want to help you guys, you know, enjoy the events that are around town, especially in Seattle and in Bellevue, too. With the summer coming, uh, we'll be talking here in the future about the farmer's market that's coming. All the farmer's markets in every city. And both Seattle and Bellevue have their uh, Wednesdays or Thursdays. They have their outdoor park thing where they show a movie and they have the farmers market. You know, mm-hmm. that's in the city. I know in uh, Seattle they do it uh, down at like Fourth and University in one of the buildings. You get to take the elevator up and all that. That's coming down. Uh, there's a that's few. A lot of fun, wonderful things to do in the city. Yeah. Where they bring the country. The I know that uh, uh, Nordstrom's. They're doing a little bit more on uh, makeup and and. Uh, uh, perfumes. I know that uh, there's a lot of cool events, and if you just got to keep track of it, um, join the page, and you're going to get it in your newsfeed. You know, we try to let you know everything that we we find as soon as possible. We try to, you know, because I know a lot of times Seattle's last minute kind of town, but with so many things going on, you have to kind of RSVP sooner. Yep, be aware, yeah. and you can have fun. We want to thank our sponsors for the show, Gunner Nordstrom Galleries, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Schwartz Brother Restaurants, Kind Bars, Pop Chips, House Wines, and Apex. Ending tonight's show with a glass of um, Apex Chardonnay. We want to remind you all to like us on our Facebook page, Socially Savvy, to be entered into our drawings for prizes from our 90 seconds. Make all the social events that you attend better because you were there. Everyone have a Socially Savvy week. See you later.